Hello there, everyone, and welcome to episode 57 of the Play to Win podcast. My name is Kieran. I am your host this week, and I am, of course, joined by my awesome, amazing, fantastic, superb co-host, Tyler. How are you doing? <laughs> I am of uh, of your... <laughs> oh, that was funny. That was funny. You were like going to do the one sentence, and then you switched yeah. to the other. So it's just like, I am of your co-host. <laughs> I, am, I am of your host this week. Yes. <laughs> uh i'm doing good i'm doing pretty good uh this week been, been playing a lot of stuff that uh, you as i mean as you'll see we get to the episode see all my words are getting mixed up now that's what happens so i get for you know make it fun of you right there <laughs> but bouncing around between a lot of games this week uh but this was a pretty big week in games been a pretty lightish week at work so you know what i'm gonna count that a win and the weather's getting good weather's getting nice getting nice. right so yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty feeling good about things right now. Nice. Uh, the weather's been pretty good here too. It's not been a light week in terms of uni stuff, so that's always fun. Um, <laughs> and I, I haven't played anything. What's new? Yep. Seems like that's a more frequent occurrence in the recent weeks. But hopefully, once uh, these two last, these last two assessments are done, that'll change. Hopefully. But this is the Play to Win podcast, a show where we break down the week's biggest gaming news to in-depth discussion. Make sure while you're here on YouTube to hit the notification bell while you subscribe down below. I messed that up, but we'll continue. Uh, subscriptions help us out a lot. If you take the notification bell, you'll be notified when new videos and new podcast episodes go live on the channel and subscribe on uh, podcast services too. We very much appreciate every subscription we get and uh, you're awesome if you do. I don't know. The, you are awesome people if you do subscribe subscribe share review you know let us know your thoughts on the show all that it it helps a lot you know algorithms are tricky finicky things and they're very annoying Mm -hmm. so if you do subscriptions and you do the five-star reviews it helps us out in that algorithm quite a bit so it'd be really appreciated and like i'm being really funny and weird about it right now but seriously like do those things please it will help out a whole lot we'd greatly greatly appreciate it and uh, if you want a reason to subscribe, then stick around for the conversations we're going to have in this episode, which are uh, Starfield and Redfall have been delayed. FIFA, yep. and, uh, FIFA and EA have split. We're going to talk about that in a bit. Uh, we also got some new Gotham Knights gameplay, uh, first new gameplay year and a half. And we're going to talk about some uh, April NPDs, which Tyler is going to take. Yeah, it's some interesting information in there. Nothing too crazy, but some interesting stuff in there. We'll have a little yeah. bit of fun with it. But we are going to move right on in to our first big talk. Well, honestly, I think the biggest topic we have to talk about in this episode, which is... The the news of the week, really. (laughs) Pretty much. uh, Starfield and Redfall have both been delayed to the first half of 2023. Before we get into any quotes or anything like that, I just want to ask you, Tyler, how surprised were you by this? 50... uh... 50%. 50%. I want to say I was 50% surprised. Okay. Um, Redfall, I 100% expected that delay. Yep. Um, Starfield, half expected it. Kind of. I, I could have seen it for this year, but I at the same time, I was like, I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens for next year as well. So, yeah, that's my top level thoughts on it. Yeah, I, I, I sure yours like Redfall, not surprised in the slightest just not but uh starfield i am actually quite surprised at but 
I'm going to read you the official Twitter statement from Bethesda uh, announcing the delay. So, quote, We've made the decision to delay the launches of Redfall and Starfield to the first half of 2023. The teams at Arcane Austin, Redfall, and Bethesda Game Studios, Starfield, have uh, incredible ambition for their games, and we want to ensure that you receive the best, most polished versions of them. We want to thank everyone for their excitement for Redfall and Starfield. That energy is a huge part of what inspires all of us every day and drives our own excitement for what we are creating. We can't wait to share our first deep dive into the game, into gameplay for both Redfield and Starfield soon. Thank you for your support. Was the official announcement from the official Bethesda Twitter account. We then got a Bethesda Game Studios follow-up with a much shorter quote, just kind of adding something on, saying, quote, we can't wait for you to play Starfield, but we need some more time. We're so thankful for all the support, uh, support and encouragement and are excited to show you the game soon. So... You want to read the Arcane Austin response to real quick first? Yeah. Uh, so Arcane Austin also responded saying, quote, here at Arcane Austin, we've decided to delay the launch of Redfall. The team needs more time to bring the game to life. Thank you so much for your continued support. Redfall is our most ambitious game yet, and we can't wait to show it off soon. Uh, that was from Harvey Smith, who is the Redfall game director and the team at Arcane Austin. So I want to talk about Redfall first because I yes. I feel like th- that's the smaller of the two mm-hmm. things. So Redfall announced last year at the summer Xbox game showcase. Yes. Um we got a little bit of gameplay. Well, uh, there was no gameplay. No, it was sorry, just a CG trailer. trailer. Yeah. Um and I mean like it looked cool. I, I said at the time I'm probably gonna buy it. It's the easiest way to get me to buy a video game is to put vampires in it. So yeah. Like I was looking forward to this game, and we and we see nothing from it. Like yeah, all that's come out has been like leaked. Yeah, the leaked screenshots yeah. of like screenshots. like menus and like yeah. environments. And then like what it was like a like a character in like a gray box area, I think, mm-hmm. or something like that. Like a clearly in development. Like all of us yeah. very clearly in development. Visuals aren't done or anything like that. But we haven't seen anything official, anything you know, polished. None of that from Redfall. No, and I, I think that's why, I, I I mean, I think a lot of people either expected this game to get delayed or it was never going to come out like when they said it was to begin with because it's been, a, it was announced for almost a year and we have seen nothing, so. Yeah, they said it was, a, I, I remember they said summer, but I saw people throwing out the uh, month September as the release month for the game, which mm-hmm. maybe they did say September back last year, or maybe they said September sometime after. I just didn't remember, but I knew it was summertime. So summertime between end of June and end of September, the game was going to be coming out, supposedly. <laughs> but given that we are now in May and had not seen a single thing for this game, nope. I was just like, there is no way this game is coming out coming out this summer. Like, there's no way Microsoft's going to show it off at their showcase and then say, and it's out in like two months, two, three months. Yeah. And it's just like, you got to do all the marketing for it, get people hyped for it. Like, there's mm-hmm. like, I know that Bethesda, with some of their big games, they like to announce them. Uh, well, not, yeah, like announce them shortly before release, but also like show off gameplay, like within, yep. with there's like five, six months left before the game comes out. You know, we saw that with Fallout um, Fallout 4, mm-hmm. Fallout 76, uh, Doom 2016. Uh, a lot of, a lot of their games, since they've been doing yeah. showcases, this has been their MO. So if we were going to see Redfall gameplay going by their MO, 
the time for it would have been what? Let's see, like February, March ish yep. around then. Where in May, still haven't seen anything from it. Like I was waiting. I was just like, all right, well, so wait. I looked the wrong hand. I watched on this hand. Just <laughs> waiting for the um, just waiting for the hammer to drop. Like all right, and yeah. delayed. So it's fine. Like all we had was an idea of what this game is. We didn't know actually yeah. what this game was. So take your time making it. Hopefully, it'll be good when it comes out. I'm looking forward to seeing it next month for sure. Like, it's definitely going to be there. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like. So when they, they've said that for both Starfield and Redfall, they're going to show off their games soon. That's that's going to be the Xbox game showcase that's in like three weeks. That, exactly. That's, that's where they're going to show them off because that's where yeah. all the eyes are going to be. Uh-huh. However, I do want to talk about Starfield. Yes. Uh, and I am going to link the conversation with Starfield to the question I have underneath just uh, a little bit later. But Starfield, uh, Xbox is biggest game releasing this year or at least the biggest game that was confirmed to be releasing this year yeah it was supposed to be yeah um this i would even argue it is the biggest game that they have coming out on their release slate yeah of the games that we know of between this perfect dark fable avowed forza 8 if you want to call it forza 8 yeah um there are probably a few others I can't think of, but of these, biggest one. Oh yeah, I mean for, I I I'm gonna agree with you on that for like a number of reasons, but like one, it's the first major game that's releasing since the Bethesda acquisition. Two, it's oh, Death Loop. Death Loop came out. Yeah, okay. I'll clarify. I w- I would... By by major game, I mean like Bethesda Game Studios game, there which is yeah. the the like. I get the the one the the granddaddy yeah of it exactly all. Well, yeah like it's the, like the it's like the the Japanese developers over at Square Enix compared to like the Western you get what I mean yeah. it's just like the Final Fantasy sixteen and then the Uncharted didn't like the Tomb Raiders <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so it's like that's that's what I mean by first major game since since yeah. Bethesda acquisition two it's it's Bethesda Game Studios first new IP in twenty five years so. Uh-huh. There's a lot of hype behind that, and it's the only game they are Bethesda Game Studios is putting out before Elder Scrolls Six. So it's a big deal, and now that it's gone from Xbox's 2022 lineup, as well as Redfall, uh, do you know how many confirmed games or how many confirmed first-party games Xbox has releasing this year? I've seen a lot of people talking about this. The big number. Mm-hmm. Is the same shape as my ring light here. Yep, a, a big, big fat, fat zero. zero. Unfortunately, yep. so there. I mean, it's been heavily rumored that uh, Forza Motorsport is releasing this year at some point, right? Um, Which I wouldn't be surprised by. Like those no. get announced like the same year that they come out. So yeah. like, there's a good chance that'll come out this year in what the October, September, October timeframe or yeah, November like window. That. Like, if it comes out this year, yeah. Um, other than that, I can't think of any other first-party games Xbox has that have been rumored or are likely to release this year. I, I don't think there are any. I, I, I. We're getting a bit away from Starfield. I know we're going to get back yeah. to it, but um, like they, 
what avowed is definitely avowed is no way it's coming out this year nope. in like with just six months of marketing highly nope. doubt that perfect dark we know it's a ways out of yep. uh i just said about um okay. what's the other one um fable no chance that, that that's coming out this nope. year doubt it ever wild <laughs> see you when we see you <laughs> no see that's you, not man. happening 2032 maybe right now uh the indiana jones game for sure i highly doubt it no nope. um there was this room, the rumored Mandalorian game, apparently that one of the Bethesda studios is working on, or if not Bethesda, someone at, um, at Xbox is working on like yeah. a rumored Mandalorian game. Maybe that, but I mean, again, I don't know like what the, what the rumors are on that game's development status and all. Um, if it even is real, like exactly. if it is real, then maybe it could be a this year thing. Who knows, depending on what it is and how far yeah. along it is and who's working on it. Um, but I mean, just based off the, the teams that we know of, Double Fine, I doubt maybe what an expansion for Psychonauts 2, if they were even going to do that. Yeah. Um, there's Compulsion, which we've only heard rumors about what their next game is, but I don't think we have any idea like where it is dev-wise and all. No. There is, hold on, it's Compulsion. What's the other one? There's some In other exile. one. I'm not thinking about them, but sure. They didn't they just put out a game too? <laughs> they did um, waste they did wasteland three, but they have other stuff in the works. I mean, maybe they will. Like the point is of the high profile games that we know of, they are all very far out, <laughs> at least a year and change out. With the exception of Forza, there is a good chance that could come out this year. Um other than that, everything else is at least a year and change out. And it kind of um it just it's just disappointing. I was gonna say something else, but I think that'll go into the other question we have here. But yeah, it is okay. disappointing for um for Xbox fans that have been waiting for the well that we're looking forward to specific to you know both Redfall and Starfield, but also just like we got some awesome first party games coming this year and they're not happening. Yeah. That's disappointing. Yeah, and I and I think we'll get back to Starfield after I after we talk about this point, but like Xbox had such a good year last year. They like it honestly one of their best years I can remember. Yeah, so, in terms of releases, sure. Yeah. So it kind of sucks that we've gone from that to kind of what or at least something similar that we've had in the Xbox One generation of, of X or the, the Xbox One generation of Xbox, where there have either not been a whole lot of first party games releasing in a year, or the ones that have released have not been great. Now I, again, I don't know what games xbox are going to release this year and if they are going to be great but to me it feels like we are slipping back into that sort of territory instead of moving forward interesting oh um i have a response to that i'll get to it later on because i do want yep. us to get back to starfield yeah um with starfield i want to say that i like i said i I could have seen it happening, mm-hmm. so I'm not that surprised by it. And the reason being, I said this on Twitter, is the fact that when they dropped that November 11th, 2022 release date, out so far out, it's just like, sure, we'll see if that yeah. actually happens. Like, I'll believe it when it's like when we're a week away from release, like a day away from release. Like, mm-hmm. um, it seemed like that was a release. Date. That was a move that was done just to generate excitement, to be like, yep. hey, we just acquired Bethesda. Starfield is the next big game, and it's coming on this day. Mm-hmm. Get hyped. Yep. 
but like we had to see anything from it up till now to be expected. Yes, they've done the concept art. We've seen like tiny snippets of like the robot companion in yep. engine and game and all. Um, to be expected, I like we all figured we were going to be seeing the big blowout this June. That wasn't necessarily like any surprise or factor. Like, oh man, the game's going to get delayed or whatnot. So the the fact that it's just like, yeah, we're delayed. It's just like, okay, I'm <laughs> I. I'm a bit surprised. Again, I'm a bit surprised because like they they dropped that date. It's like that's a, that's a power move right there. You must be pretty confident to drop that to drop a date like that, a hyper specific date. No mm-hmm. summer, no fall, just not even a year. No, we got the month, the day, and the year. Like y'all, are, y'all are confident to do that. Yep. Um. So that's why I was a bit surprised. But then it's just like okay, not that seemed like a. Uh, a, a hopeful thing anyway a bit of a hope right there that you were going to be hitting that date yeah and we, we've talked about this previously and Starfield definitely has suffered from this um, the Xbox have a really difficult or a really big problem with announcing games far sooner than they should be or, or like making moves to generate excitement without actual stuff to back it up right yeah um and i i I honestly kind of feel bad for the team developing starfield because one i imagine this is going to generate a bit of hate towards that team from the like hardcore dedicated xbox fans or sony people or whatever right yeah at the same time i honestly think that maybe not hate necessarily but the criticism xbox is receiving because of this is definitely valid because they do have a major problem with announcing stuff way before they should be um Mm -hmm. i think it's especially bad in starfield's case because this game is so big right because it is Uh bethesda game studios first new game or new ip in 25 years and the first game in the bethesda acquisition and all the reasons i said before so it it just it or it irks me. I feel like that's I feel like that's a good word for this situation. It irks me that this is happening yet again. Yeah, I want to bring in the Jason Schreier uh, statement here mm-hmm. that he dropped after he quote tweeted Bethesda's announcement, uh, saying last spring before E3, I spoke to some folks on Starfield who were extremely worried about committing to a November 11th, 2022 date based on the progress they had made so far. Quote: Next Cyberpunk was the term floated. Good on Bethesda for delaying, even announcing after that specific date. Um, and then, yeah, he has a few responses here, but um, nothing, uh, nothing crazy, Not, nothing like more enlightening about the situation. Yeah. So it's just like it. There were, I had seen like I think reset error, or like Reddit threads or whatnot. People of like, quote unquote, someone on the team had like posted stuff saying like. Yeah, like this sucks in the game. This isn't that great. This isn't that great and yeah. all like that. Uh, and I don't know if it was ever substantiated or confirmed to be like, hey, this is the actual person that works on the game or anything. If it was just like someone yeah. making stuff up or whatnot. But Jason Schreier's tweet there saying like people were worried the last year, like, um, maybe we don't want to be like the next cyberpunk. This doesn't seem like the best move for the game, yeah. like giving us that date. I I'm happy that they're delaying it. Yeah, like delays yeah. are always good for games. Can always it can only result in a better game than what we 
potentially would have gotten if it, if a game doesn't get delayed. So I'm happy that they're going to have more time to work on it to work out any kinks and all like that, especially with it being a new IP. You're starting from scratch, um, empty template, empty whiteboard and all. So there is no like baseline for what is good, what works, what doesn't work. Like you have to make everything good and make everything mm-hmm. work to the best of your abilities, the best way you think that people will enjoy it. So hopefully it all it all turns out great and stuff. Um, and now getting into what you were saying before about how this uh, is disappointing from the from the delay side, the lineup side, the management side about just what Xbox is like and how it's kind of hearkening back to the Xbox One era. I I mean, I wasn't in the Xbox One era back then. I, I was on I was an outsider, <laughs> outsider yeah. looking in. Um, so I don't know exactly how hard it was being an Xbox owner last year and then having uh, disappointment after disappointment, whether it be Scalebound being canceled, Crackdown being delayed a bunch, then being a disappointment, Halo 5 being a disappointment, um, Gears and Forts are kind of holding the fort down for mm-hmm. quite some time over there, Fable games getting canceled and stuff, and just, I, I know it was a tough time. Um, I don't know if I'd say that this is us going back to the Xbox One era, because, I mean, I mean, the way I see things, like any, it's every platform is bound to have like a down year of sorts, whether it be yeah. PlayStation. Um, I can't think of a specific year in mind, mm-hmm. whether it be PlayStation, Nintendo, what have you, like they're always going to have down years where there's either like not many games or like not many high profiles games mm-hmm. that you're like super excited about. Um, there might just be like one, maybe two, and especially in the COVID era where the pandemic has affected things and all like delays are yeah. just always going to be happening left and right. It's just comes with the territory and all like that. So I'm not like that disappointed or hard on Xbox. And from that angle of like, man, you guys don't have any game, any first party games coming out this year because they got to get delayed. That's a de- like, that sucks. Like, yes, it sucks. But I'm not going to sit here like, Damn you, Xbox. <laughs> yeah. How could you do this to me? You were supposed to give me two Bethesda games this year, one of them being their biggest in over a decade. How could you do this? It's just, this is not the this is not the move. I'm I hate you for that. Yeah. Like I'm I think like reactions like that are very overblown mm-hmm. um and exaggeratory. It's fine to be disappointed, but have some perspective on things and have some perspective on the situation and also remember that like in addition to the game being better there's also a bunch of third party games that are still set to come exactly. out this year like whether it be Saints Row um Hogwarts Legacy which is set for this year Gotham Knights there's so many other games coming out the new Call of Duty's coming out this year mm-hmm. like it's still going to be a lot of great games coming out and if there are you know and aside from ones that are coming out there's still ones that already have come out that if you haven't played you could play those yep and then a bunch of indie games that you know are going to be coming out this year like there's still so many other games to play that are not first party like it's a disappointment for sure but there's still stuff coming yeah exactly and like i think that's why i like i mean not that that's why but that's I don't have the re- the reaction that you just described where I'm like throwing my fists in the air and I'm like, why Microsoft? But yeah. at, at the same time, as somebody who did suffer through the Xbox One generation and is 
skeptical to put it lightly of them falling back like having a couple of good years and then falling back into that that trap this just makes me a little bit cautious um i am going to read a statement from phil spencer on twitter replying to to the bethesda announcement uh Quote, these decisions are hard on teams making the games and our fans. While I fully support giving teams time to release these great games when they're ready, we heard the feedback. Delivering quality and consistency is expected. We will continue to work better to meet those expectations, end quote. Which mm-hmm. leads me into the que- the last question I have on this, on this main topic. Is, is this another indication of Xbox's apparent management problems? Where we have heard in recent months especially that xbox liked it or like we know from previously that xbox like to take like a hands-off approach to studios they acquire where they will say we're giving you the resources and the and the money and all this kind of stuff um but we don't want to upset your culture or anything like that so just do what you do best we're just we we just own you now right yeah so that sounds good in practice sorry sounds good in theory but in practice it might not be considering of all of the troubles that we are hearing coming out of xbox especially like i say in the last few months what is what's your take on this in, in terms of xbox's managerial style i mean i for for starfield and redfall i don't think it's a. Uh... I don't think it's a sign of them being hands off or anything like that. Because again, like these, I I trust Bethesda, and they wouldn't delay these games unless they absolutely needed to. Mm-hmm. You know, so I I I'm not worried about management from that side of things with these games. Um, like I'm more so worried about the management when it comes to studios like the Initiative, where mm-hmm. you started the studio and then half the team is leaving because, or maybe even more than half, I don't remember the exact number, but like a bunch of the team is leaving because of how things are going over there and all like that. Um, I'd be a bit more worried about 343 with Halo Infinite because they delayed that game a year and it was game, we've said it so many times, it's a broken record. Gameplay is great, campaign is great. Um, but the live service multiplayer aspect of it is really, really bad. Yep. And like 343 is trying to figure things out over there. And like, I feel like Microsoft might need to be a bit more hands-on with 343 and stuff. Um, I think the, the management problem side of it comes into play when I think about how they have a bunch of studios now and they want to have a bunch more. Uh, they're about to have a bunch more with that division Blizzard and a bunch more people coming with that. And they still want to get more studios. And they say, you know, they want to have, what was it? They said they want to have like one first party game dropping every quarter or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, but if you want to have that, it, but are you spreading yourself too thin at the same time? Yeah. And that's, that's the, that's the thing. I think that's where the management problem comes into it. And I think that, I mean, for me personally, I think it's it's still a bit tough to for me to be hard on them with it because we are the pandemic is clearly still affecting things yeah. with the game dev and all. So like that's always going to be a factor as long as the pandemic is still going on and stuff. Um, but I I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like Xbox's management problems 
might play a hand in this, but at the same time, like I think it's more so that they want the game to be as best it can be. So there's they're willing to say we will have a down year and off year if it means that these two games can be the better versions of what they are now. That's what I think. I don't think that there's any management. I don't think there's any management problems in terms of them being too hands off with the studios, but maybe just in terms of like, all right, you guys have a whole lot of teams. You got to manage when these games come out and stuff. Cause I, I would, let me say this. I think this would be a better way for me to frame it all. My management problems for Xbox, my, wor- my worries with them are with initiative ever wild um, fable games that we've heard about for a time. Haven't really seen anything of uh, Hellblade. The game that was announced at the very start of the uh, in 2019. So I'm not seeing. We've seen a bit of gameplay for, but we have no idea when this game is coming out or anything like that. That's why I'm more so worried about Xbox's management stuff. Not really with this, but it could crop up. We'll see. Yeah, I I am of the same opinion of you that as you that in terms of Redfall and Starfield, this isn't. It's not tying into xbox's apparent management problem because the best thing for these games is to delay them the only thing that i am concerned about is i mean honestly mainly if this is like an indication of of if of if there is going to be a problem in the future because starfield i imagine is an absolutely massive game right i like sure yeah is is gonna be huge um, don't quote me on this because I can't remember the exact thing off the top of my head, but I think they said something like one of the like one planet in Starfield could be like the entire size of Skyrim's map. So, I don't remember where. I don't yeah. I don't know. I can't place that at all. Yeah. So <clears throat> Starfield massive game. Redfall, still I imagine not a dip, not an easy game to develop, but at the same time, in nowhere near as big a scope as Star as Starfield is. So it it just it, I'm I'm having a hard time like put like in my head I know exactly what I want to say but I think I know the feeling I know the feeling yeah. so like in in this situation it's a little bit difficult for me because I because I am so torn on the two sides where I do think the Xbox has a management problem with their studios where people like they're in fact actually hang on let me see if I can find it because somebody in the response to Phil Spencer's comment um said something that I agree with. Here is a uh, user K underscore Alex one on Twitter replied to Phil Spencer's comment or statement saying, quote, it's good you're addressing this, Phil, and it's better to delay, better to delay than the release again when it's not ready. But perception wise, it really doesn't look like uh, you guys have a, sorry, uh, it really does seem like you guys have a management problem across your studios. Seems like a very lacy, fair, uh, laissez faire, laissez faire. Thank you. Uh, approach when people are not held accountable. Uh, and regularly miss deadlines and deliverables. Doesn't seem to be any accountability or urgency. The last, this part I don't know if I necessarily agree with 100%, but the last few years of Xbox have been some of the worst for first party. Last year was good, but needs consistency. Which, I, I think that actually kind of sums up how I feel about it, where there isn't a massive management problem in Xbox, but I think it's getting to that point. I think there needs yeah. to be more accountability for people or for studios who are who are missing deadlines. Yeah. I think, like I think I used to remind me of something I thought of this week. It goes back to uh, 
the the tired the tired narrative, the age-old narrative for Xbox. And I saw people say it again this week of like, well, next year is gonna be a banger year then. It's yeah. gonna be an awesome year. And people I've seen people say that and in response to other people said, We said that last year, and we said that the year before. And like yeah. that's been the narrative for Xbox for so long. And it's been waiting. We've been waiting to see the fruits of that for so long. And we kind of got a glimpse of that last year. But that, that wasn't really with their acquisitions. That was just in terms of like, oh, we got some cool games coming out. Yeah. With, whether it be Halo, Forza, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Psychonauts came out last year. If you want to count Deathloop, you can, but I wouldn't count it since no. that was in dev prior no. to acquisition. Um, and then Flight Sim came to console. Cloud stuff happened as well. Uh, Game Pass was really kicking off last year. Like we saw some fruits of labor, but like when it comes yeah. to the acquisitions, we didn't really see too many fruits of that. And it's this is yet another year. This was going to be the year where we saw like the big fruit of the Bethesda mm-hmm. acquisition. And now it's yet another year of, and we got to wait for more stuff. Yeah. Next year will be that year. Next year will be the year. So it, I, I think we really like that narrative needs to be shut down at a certain point. And like, we're still waiting for the narrative to be shut down and it's not getting shut down yet. And I, that's why I kind of agree with that person. Cause I think I saw that same um, tweet as well. That person saying like, yeah, we need the quality and the consistency. And that's the thing. Like the, the consistency isn't really there at all. No. And like the, this is the last thing I'll say on it. Cause I, I want to move on to other topics, but yes, of course. Um, like, I don't think the quality has been there for the longest time. Like, they have been absolutely improving over the last few years. Look at last year. It was like, a, I'm, I honestly can't say anything bad about Xbox's first party lineup last year. It was, it was very good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, going from that to a year where we're potential, where we're potentially going to have zero or one first party game released this year. Is just that so, one first party game is the one that kind of held it down last generation too. Exactly. It's part is, of the meme. Yeah. Like I, I, I just feel like that's a bit of a slap in the face. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I completely understand. Yes. Do you have any very quick final thoughts on anything? Nope. We got nothing else to say about Xbox and Bethesda uh, and Starfield. Just, you know, hopefully those games are good. I'm sure they'll be good. Just got to wait yep. and see what happens with them. Hopefully, I'm looking forward to the showcase. Looking forward to seeing yep, what these games so actually I. are. I hope we get a nice dive into um, Starfield, but I mean, mm-hmm. because Bethesda sharing the show with Xbox now, there's only we only see so much Starfield. We can't get the, like the nice half yeah. hour deep dive into it like we did with Fallout 4. So yeah, we'll see. Exactly. So we are going to move on from Xbox and Bethesda and all of that to FIFA and EA. After almost 30 years, EA will no longer be making yearly FIFA games. They won't be titled FIFA. Yeah, well, they won't be titled FIFA. FIFA. will not be in the name anymore. Nope. Uh, just some information before I go on to read some quotes. EA will now make football or soccer games under the name <laughs> EA Sports FC. Several of the world's biggest football or soccer clubs, such as Liverpool uh, FC and Real Madrid and more, have already shown support for EA's renamed franchise. FIFA 23 will still be published by EA and will arrive later this year. Thoughts? I got no thoughts because I don't care a lick about FIFA. Here's my thoughts on it. We kind of talked about this a bit briefly either earlier this year or it was last year, I think it was. I remember where the thumbnails lined up. 
Hmm. Um, and when this was rumored that um, FIFA and EA were going to be splitting off because FIFA wanted a whole bunch of money and EA was like, we get nothing from this except the name. <laughs> and yep. we kind of want to do more fun things with the franchise. And we were just like, yeah, like it makes like it makes sense. FIFA just wants the money. If he's like benefiting from it, then like, yeah. why would they, you know? Literally, all they get is just the FIFA name. Like, they don't need to go to FIFA for the sports team's licensing or anything like that. Just the FIFA name. So, like, it makes sense that they would want to split. Cool. Do your thing. I don't play FIFA. I don't care about FIFA. This means nothing to me. It's just like, oh, it's a, I guess, I know it is notable. It is a notable thing in gaming that it is happening. It is notable for sports fans. I don't care, though. I just, I'm like, okay, that's cool. Moving on. Yep. I, I, if you have thoughts, by all means, go ahead. And I'm not mm. trying to slight or shade any FIFA fans in any way, shape, or form. But this is a bit of a non-story for me. I'm just like, okay, that happened. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I have the exact, I'm with you. I don't care about FIFA. I don't like, like, I just, I don't like football in general. So this story kind of means nothing to me. But the, like, it's a big shift in the gaming industry. Like like FIFA and EA have been partnered for almost 30 years. And yes, EA are still going to make football games and so are FIFA, as I'll explain it like here in a second. But I... I the quote is funny. I, 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 it, it's it's kind of rude to me, but we'll, we'll talk. I, I don't know. Um, but like, I, I, I do think that it is a, a somewhat big shift in the gaming industry that, they, that this partnership is ending. Okay. Let's let's get into the stuff then. Yep. So as for- as much as we can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't I don't have a lot to say about it. I'm I'm just gonna read the quotes and we can talk about it if we want to and we can move on. Uh, so from an EA blog post, quote: After nearly thirty years of creating genre-defining interactive football experiences, we will soon begin an exciting new era. Next year, EA Sports FC will become the future of football from EA Sports. Alongside our three hundred plus licensed partners across the sport. We're ready to take global football experiences to new heights on behalf of all football fans around the world. Everything you love about our game will be part of EA Sports FC. The same great experiences, modes, leagues, tournaments, clubs, and athletes will be there. Ultimate team, career mode, uh, yeah, career mode, pro clubs, and Volta football will all be there. Our unique licensing portfolio of more than 19,000 players 700 team or 700 plus teams, 100 plus stadiums, and 30 leagues that we've continued to invest in for decades will still be there, uniquely in EA Sports FC. That includes exclusive partnerships with the Premier League, La Liga, Bundesliga, Series A, and the MLS, and more to come. End quote. Uh, FIFA will uh, mention this before FIFA will continue to make games with other partners. A quote from FIFA president Gianni Infantino quote. Uh, I can, and this this is the one that's a little weird. Quote: I can assure you that the only authentic, real game that FIFA that the uh, that has the FIFA name will be the best one available for gamers and football fans. The FIFA name is the only global original titles: FIFA 23, FIFA 24, FIFA 25, and FIFA 26, uh, and so on. The uh, the constant in the FIFA name, and it will remain forever and remain the best. Uh, the the interactive gaming and esports sector is on a path of unrivaled growth and device and diversification. FIFA's strategy is to ensure we can make the most uh, of all future options and ensure a wide range of products and opportunities for gamers, fans, member associations, and partners. End quote. Like that, 
that quote reads like a little presumptuous to me. He's like, we're the best. <laughs> yeah. The FIFA name is and always will be the best yeah. going forward because it is the FIFA name. Because FIFA is there, it will be the best. Yep. Don't ignore the fact that EA <laughs> were the ones making the games that had the FIFA name on it, making it the best. Because it had the FIFA name, that's why it was the best. And that's why it will remain the best. No matter who's making that game, FIFA will be the best. Not this FC stuff made by the people who made FIFA what it is today. Yep. Yeah, like, I mean, I I don't know if it's just because of his phrasing or if, like, <laughs> or if he was genuinely like, no, the only reason those games were good because it had the FIFA name on it. They were the only authentic, real ones out yeah. there. Those are those were the ones that did the thing. Anyone else that didn't have FIFA was not authentic or real. It will never be as good as yeah. the now fake... The now fake ones will not be as good as the future yep. real ones. Just Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. It, a very presumptuous quote for sure. That I, I forgot about that quote. Good laugh. Yep. That was a good laugh came out of this topic converse, top conversation right here. Yeah. To say that much. Yep. I mean, we're probably just gonna move on. Like, I mean, like we say, neither of us care about FIFA. We don't like I, I don't know if you like football in general. I certainly don't. I don't watch it. I don't watch it. So yeah. I mean, you know, I don't watch soccer. So oh. it means nothing to me. Soccer. I'm not even gonna have the argument because I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. Call it what you want. I don't care. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, we got some new Gotham Knights gameplay. Uh, we a new did. Thir- yep. Uh, a new 13-minute segment of gameplay was shown for Gotham Knights. Xbox One and PS4 versions of Gotham Knights have been cancelled and is now current-gen and PC only. And the gameplay primarily shows off Nightwing gameplay as well as some Red Hood gameplay. Um, yeah, it shows off some co-op stuff with the two of them. Yep. It starts off like co-op for the two of them, and then it transitions to some Red Hood stuff, then some Nightwing stuff, then back to some Red Hood in the same scenario as Nightwing. Um, it's... I mean, would you want me to go first on this? Sure, yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. It's the first time we're seeing the game since August of 2020. That was where we first got our look at gameplay out. I think that was like during DC's fandom. Um, yeah, because the initial announcement trailer had come like before that, I think. And that was the first time we saw gameplay or the announcement trailer was the yes. exact same day. I don't remember the timeline, but gameplay was at the fandom. In the dome. Um <laughs> And it seemed cool that we saw Batgirl. She was working alongside Robin. Uh, and they were going to fight Mr. Freeze and all. That was it was cool gameplay. Cool mm-hmm. little um snippet that we saw. Visually looked cool. That was when we kind of saw, okay, it's not like the classic Arkham gameplay. And it has like clearly it's gonna have a bit of like some action RPG type elements to it. So it's like yeah. abilities and we see numbers, damage numbers flying off enemies. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, Okay, it might be, it's going to be like that type of game. But it looked pretty good. This, I'm sorry. I'm, I have hope for the game, but it looks like a downgrade. I'm like, visually, it looks like a downgrade. If you don't remember what the game looked like before, I promise you, just go back and watch that gameplay from 2020 with Batgirl and Robin. You can watch just a little bit of it. And 
it's kind of very clearly a visual downgrade of sorts. And on top of that, gameplay-wise, it looks like a downgrade too. Like, this gameplay doesn't look anywhere near as smooth or fluid as it did before. This That could be because of the characters. It could be because of the person playing. But this just looked more like a pat, 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 like it didn't look as fluid. It looked more sticky and bouncy. And I mean, like they said, Nightwing, he is more, he kind of bounces off people and everything like yeah. that, bounces around the field. But it just didn't look as good as what came before, as what we had before. And it kind of has a big concern. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, do you want to know what I, and this, this is probably just my opinion, but do you know what I thought while I was watching the gameplay? What? This looks like a Spider-Man knockoff. Like the like Insomniac Spider-Man. It, it's funny, I would have even said that. Like the the way that to me, like the way you go and you do like this random rooftop mission where it's just like and this isn't dissing Marvel Spider-Man by Insomniac because I love that game. But like you just go to a random rooftop and you beat up a bunch of enemies who are doing a bad thing and then you move along. Like that that kind of didn't appeal to me so much like well i mean that i mean the same thing happened in batman arkham in the arkham series the people was on the ground sometimes i think maybe sometimes they were on a roof but they were just on the ground like you could just be going around and it's like you're going around and then you hear there's a crime on the ground and you just go down and beat them up and then go on about your very business the same thing in arkham you just yeah. change the placement it's, of where it is it's been years since i played that game so i can't even remember no no that was the same thing in arkham that's yeah same thing just Seems like the placement has changed. Like I, for me, it's just it just it just doesn't look as good as it did before. Yeah, no, I like I, I definitely agree. Like, but like I haven't watched the older gameplay we have for it, and like honestly, since it released. But from what I can picture that gameplay in my head, no, like it. I'm just not, I'm definitely not as excited for this game as I was. Yeah, and I think what also like hit me was when they showed the the ui for the venues like oh, yeah, the, yeah. the ui looks kind of bland it looks bland yep. it just not that good like seeing the it i saw some people say it looked like a, a mobile game ui <laughs> in a, a sense like the character was standing on the side and then like all the text was like kind of bland everything just looked kind of bland and not that not really all that good and again it's in development we know that mm-hmm. it just yeah. didn't look like it was ready for showtime. Like it looked like it. We could have done. We could have done another pass of this trailer before we actually put it out because it just didn't look all that great. IMO. Uh, also, I think it's pretty funny how like Jason Todd looks like a freaking linebacker. He's just like, Hur. yeah, yeah. Like he does a salad one, but he just looks like one. Just like, oh man, you are buff. You are buffed out, dear lord. Just walked off the set of Gears of War out here, kind of, sort of. Yeah, like, I I just don't think the game looks that good anymore. And, it, like, it's a real disappointment because after watching the Mr. Freeze gameplay that we got, um, mm-hmm. I was really excited for this game. It looked really cool. I was really excited for yeah. it. And now it's just kind of like, this just kind of looks like your generic beat-em-up co-op game, in my opinion. Yeah, I was excited for it. And, like, I was, I was also, you know, disappointed when we see 
that there's the crafting and the different yes. gear and stuff. And I was just like, I mean, the different gear, maybe, you know, you kind of could have expected it, but yeah. just like, I guess the way that they have it implemented from what we saw and then crafting too, it's just like, uh, why are we adding these layers onto the game? Doesn't necessarily need it. Why are we doing this to add more quote unquote depth to the game to make it more a deeper, more complex experience? Yeah. Like, do we really need that at all? And I get this is not the Arkham games, but like the comparisons are going to naturally be made of sorts. Yeah, of course. Of course. Sorry. Um, and like, those games never had, they never needed gear, never needed crafting. I don't, I don't get why we would implement something into a game that doesn't seem like it would actually need it. Yeah. You get what I mean? Yeah. And I think to me that comes across as like, this is what everyone else is doing in these types of games. We're going to add this as well, because it adds, like you say, like some semblance of depth to it when, in actuality, it doesn't need it. Like you say, I mean, yeah. I, I know. I mean, like I said, I haven't played the Arkham games in ages, but from what I remember of them, I really enjoyed them, and they didn't include crafting anything like that that they've seemed to have added into this game just to pad it out. Yeah. Now, I mean, it'd be different if it was like, oh, you have your suit, you can level up your suit by like you know like either experience points or skill points or something like that. Like, oh, you, you you have this many skill points. You can upgrade your suit. That way, you know, you can take more damage, deal more damage, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and I mean, by your suit, I mean, like, just your one suit. And your one suit has, I don't know, let's just start it over, like, 10 levels to it, right? And yeah. you make it stronger and better as this game goes on and stuff. That'd be one thing. They're like, okay, cool, you know, add some depth to it or, like, if you want to call it depth too, you know, so it's not yeah. just like that straightforward an experience. I feel like that would be better than the crafting. And we got all these different types of gear and stuff. And then that just like, I feel like that dilutes the experience and makes it more just like, I guess you could say like, you kind of said like generic in a sense, like everyone else is doing it. Let's do it here too. And it doesn't really need that. Exactly. And I'll like I'll I'll have gameplay layered over when we were talking about this, but I'm just not nearly as excited for this game as I was. Yeah, I'm not. I'm hoping that you know it it um it ends up being a good game. I still have hope for it, but uh yeah, exactly. And you know what? That reminds me, I want to bring this back to the Xbox thing real quick. I promise this yeah. ties in. Um the strategy now after Xbox delayed Starfield or Redfall, uh I saw some people wondering what are they gonna do now this year? The thing now, the move now this year is going to be, in my eyes, double down hard on Game Pass. Just like they did when Halo got delayed, they shifted the strategy to backwards compatibility and Game Pass. Mm -hmm. This year, you can't do backwards compatibility anymore because the program is over. Double down now on Xbox Game Pass day one releases. Yeah. And I saw some people mention, like, all right, what are games that they could get? Could they get Saints Row as a Game Pass day one release? Um, not Hogwarts or Call of Duty, because those no. are still, those have like PlayStation marketing branding associated with them. Yep. Could Gotham Knights be a day one Game Pass release? Do, what do you think? Do you think that this would be a good day one Game Pass release for, for Xbox? Um, I mean, I mean, obviously any like big AAA high profile game they get in Game Pass day one is going to be good marketing for them. But yeah. So, like, on that level, I think it would be. Yeah. But 
I also think that they need to be selective in what games they add in to Game Pass Day One so that it's Uh not just, you know, we're adding every, or where they're trying to add every single big third party game that's releasing the Game Pass Day One to get the most subscribers. I think they have to be more selective and say, what are the games that people are most looking forward to that it is still feasible for us to get in Game Pass? Uh-huh. That makes sense. I think that this game would probably benefit from being in Game Pass. I, agree. I mean, we'll, we'll have to wait and see more of like how this game continues to look and shape up as development goes on. But I mean, it being a co- uh, single player and a two player co op experience, it can only benefit from being a Game Pass yeah. day one. And I mean, with the tepid reception to this, people are already going to be like not as excited. They're not going to be as enticed to spend, you know, 60, is it 60? No, I think it's 70 bucks now. I think it's a $70 game. I don't know if they're going to be as enticed to spend full price on it. So putting it on Game Pass, that'll definitely, you know, get more people to play it. And then WP gets out. We got all these players in day one (laughs) or the first week or the first month or what have you for the game. And I mean, again, that would also be a big win for Game Pass and Xbox players over there who are like, hey, we our big fall game is not here anymore. Uh, this is a third party one, but it's on Game Pass day one. We have something to be excited about, something for all of us to play on day one, all of yeah. us Game Pass subscribers. So, I mean, that'll be cool. That'll be interesting. I think it's a possibility that they will probably try and shoot for this one to get it as a Game Pass game. Yeah. I don't um, think we'll hear if they haven't gotten it yet. I doubt we'll hear about it during the summer showcase. We'll probably no, hear about no. it like in October. Like shortly before the game comes out, because yeah, it comes out end of October. So, um, one last thing, I'm wondering if this could turn into like kind of like an Outrider situation, where like a lot of people were really hyped for that game before it came out, and they added it into Game Pass day one, or not, not obviously not because it was it wasn't as good as the hype because they couldn't have known that before it released, but mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's funny. I don't remember people being hyped for Outriders before it came out. I remember people being like, could be good, could not be, we'll see. And then it came out and people were like, oh, hey, this game's on Game Pass. It's actually a lot of fun. It's cool. And then that hype died after it came out. Yeah. Like after people played it, people were like, it's fun. It's cool. Yeah. And we're not talking about it anymore. Like <laughs> yeah. people, I don't remember people being excited for Outriders at all before it came out. I'm, I might be wrong, but I'm I'm sure there was a... I'm sure I saw a lot of people being... Not like super amazingly hyped for the game, but I saw a lot of talk about it before release and a lot of people saying it looked fun. And I'm wondering if this is going to fall in the same situation where like it's not that great when it comes out, but because it's in Game Pass Day 1, a lot of people get on it. Yeah. There was also the fact that when Outriders came out, there really weren't that many games out at the time too. Yeah. So fair. people were looking for like a new thing to play. And they were like, oh, okay, this is actually fairly fun to play with friends. Not that bad. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything else to say about Gotham Knights. So yeah, neither uh, do I. Let's hope it's let's hope it's good. Clean it up, guys. Take exactly. your time working on it. Yep. So Tyler, talk us through April's uh, April's NPDs. April's NPDs. It it so like nothing too too crazy here, but we got some interesting um little factoids, interesting little details that I think are fun, fun little things here. And I don't know if you've seen 
the game rankings, nope. but I purposely did not. Okay. I purposely did put them in here in case you did see it. Cause that's all right. I kind of want to have a little bit of fun with stuff. Okay. Um, so of course let's talk about the things that we do know for, for a fact right now. Uh, the switch had the most unit sales of any console for April and for the year as a whole so far, of course it's a switch. It's a runaway success. Yep. Um, Nintendo also announced separate from the NPDs in their own financial report that the, the Switch's lifetime sales are now at 107.65 million units worldwide, which is amazing. That's fantastic. Yep. Um, and did I put it in here? I thought I had it in here. I don't... Oh, it's farther down. That's why I'm saying, I'm like, where is this little detail at? <laughs> um, in terms of for the rest of April, though, Xbox Series consoles came in second place. PS5 had the most dollar sales for April, but Xbox has brought in the most dollar sales for the year so far. Now, back to the Switch. Lifetime sales of the Switch have surpassed the PS4 in the U.S., making it the fourth best-selling console in U.S. history. And only ones above it are the PS2, the 360, and the Wii. Which, congratulations to the Switch. Mm -hmm. You are doing what everyone expected you to do. Now, it hasn't surpassed the PS4 worldwide, No, just in the U.S. Worldwide, I believe the PS4 is at like 116 or so. But like, it's going to happen this year. <laughs> it's going to happen. It's just a matter of the win. So congrats to the Switch on that. 100%. Now, the game placement stuff. That's the, that's the fun stuff. That's the fun things here. Karen, what do you think was number one for April? In terms of like unit sold or dollar sales? Best selling game. Best selling game, game of April. Elden Ring. It was not Elden Ring. That's number two. But it was the best selling game of the past 12 months, making it the best selling, making it past Call of Duty Vanguard. Um, what game came out last month? Uh, I don't know if this is a game that you expressed interest in playing maybe you did i know i expressed interest in playing it i want to get it came out in april got some science fiction in there okay big property my mind is entirely blanking on like every game that came out in april this game encompasses many stories many beloved stories you, one could say it's a collection. It's a collection of a very cherished saga. No idea. Wow, I thought that last one would be the thing for you. Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker oh, saga, yeah. was the best-selling game of April across all platforms. PlayStation, Switch, Damn. and Xbox. It had the biggest launch month sales in Lego game history placing it in the top six best-selling Lego games. And another thing, it's also the second best-selling game of the year, coming in behind Elden Ring. Yeah. That's, that's actually very impressive. I did not expect that from that game. Neither did I. <laughs> Neither did I. I was very amazed by that, very impressed. Uh, kudos to them. I really want to get it. Yeah. I got it from yeah, my so brother. Got it for my brother for his birthday this week. Got it for my girlfriend when it came out. Got to get it for myself. <laughs> got to get it for myself. I want to get it for myself some point in time, hopefully soon. Uh, so yeah, congrats to them. So mm-hmm. Lego Star Wars, number one. Elder Rings, number two. What do you think is number three? It's a sports title. Came out this year. 
It's on everything. Um, I don't pay it's on Game Pass. Game. Oh, MLB The Show. There you go. Number three. Number four. This is a this is on one platform. You and I both want to play it. I'm very I'm very excited about this game. This is the next game I'm going to get for myself for a fact. Kirby. Yes, Kirby's at number four. Down from number three, but it's at number four. That and MLB yep. swapped places for the month. Okay. Um, number five. This is a new game. Came out in April. This is also a sports game. There's many sports in this game. We uh the Nintendo Switch Sports. Yep, number five. Good for the Nintendo Switch Sports. I do want to get that. I'll probably get that a bit down the road, though. Same. Um, number six is Vanguard. Number seven is Forza. I mean, not Forza. Well, I don't even know why I said Forza, because it's not even in the top 20. So I don't know why I said Forza. I I, I have an idea as to why I said it. Um, it spoils the next two, though, if I say why. Uh, number seven is Horizon. Number eight. Oh, okay. um, number eight. It also has eight in the title for number eight here. Uh, this game has sold nearly half as many consoles. Nearly, ne- this game has sold almost half as many of this platform's console sales. If that makes sense. Nintendo? It is Nintendo. It's a Nintendo game with eight in the title. There's only one game that I can think of that has eight in the title that is a Nintendo game that has sold almost half of the console sales. It's not Zelda. Zelda definitely does not have an eight in the title. You are thinking way too hard on this. Probably. You are. Not probably. You are. I I don't know. It has eight in the title. Nintendo. First party game. Very popular. Everyone plays it. Everyone loves it. It is sold in Nintendo Switch <laughs> bundles. Mario Kart 8. Thank you. Jesus. Like how I'm like, come on now. Come <laughs> on now. It's the only one that has eight in the title. You're thinking far too hard on this. I like this. This week has just killed my brain. I swear to God. I can see. Jeez Louise. Mario Kart 8's number eight. After that is Grant's Freezebow seven at number nine. Um, which is why I said I was thinking Forza yeah. for number seven, because racing games. Um, I'll just rattle off the last 10 here from yeah. 10 to 20. Pokemon Legends Arceus at number 10, Minecraft at 11, FIFA 22 at number 12, uh, Black Ops Cold War 13, Smash at mm. 14, Miles Morales 15, New Horizons at 16, WWE 2K22 is at 17, Mario Party Superstars 18, Madden and NFL 22 is at 19. And can you guess what the last one is? It dropped from 11 to 20. You have this game. You are playing this game. Came out a few months ago. Um, it came out this year. Like I said, it came out a few months ago. You have it. You've been playing it. You've talked about it on the show a couple Wonderland? times. Wonderland's number 20. Yeah. Down from number 11. It was number 11 for the month of March. Yep. Also, Kirby, uh, Nintendo announced, sold 2.1 million units in two weeks. Yeah, that big props to the team that developed Kirby. That's actually really good. It is very good. I'm very excited about that. I'm very happy about that. I want to play Kirby. I want Same. to get it. I told you from the from my, when I played the demo, I was in love with it. I want to just play more Kirby after. I was disappointed I couldn't. So 
I'm getting myself that game uh, sometime soon. Hopefully, maybe next week. I'll see. If not next week, then like next month. <laughs> Depends on what money looks like. Money is the reason why I'm waiting on that game. Yeah. Okay. I think uh, that's going to wrap up all our main news topics. Yep, that that does. That does. Yep. NPDs, fun and month for NPDs and all. I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say about Starfield and uh, Redfall being delayed. I, I I don't think I do. Um, I just, I again, I can't stress enough. I want those games to be great. I'm sure they'll be oh, great. Yeah. The devs need to take all the time they need. It, it definitely is a big hit to um, Microsoft's release schedule for this year, though. Yeah. Um, they, you know, their heavy hitters is not there. And I, I saw some people also mentioning again, it's like, man, uh, like, I wonder what the Games Pass subscriber numbers is going to be like for this year. Like, this, yeah. it's definitely going to be a hit to their growth because you can guarantee people are going to subscribe for that. But mm-hmm. 100%. Now they're not going to. So we'll see. We'll see what things look like. Hopefully, next year is that banger year. <laughs> yep. I mean, I'm, I'm tired of saying it every year. So I hope so. As am I. So we're going to move over to our brief mentions. Uh, there are a huge amount, so we'll, I want my, there's not a huge amount, but there are a couple of big ones, so we'll talk about those. But we are going to stick with numbers for the first one. And the, the PS5 has sold 11.5 million units in 2021, missing Sony's sales target by 3.3 million. Their overall was 14.8, or the target was 14.8, but it has sold 19.3 units so far. 19.3 million units, not yeah, 19.3. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Yeah, yeah somebody the... cut a PS3 in, into thirds and sold it. I was about to say, what would like even a 0.3 of a PS5 be? Is it going to be like, here, here are your faceplates. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's the controller. Um, so yeah, I mean, 19.3 million is by no means a small number of consoles to sell, but they, they did yeah. miss their target. I think, Maybe I forgot what they said. Charges, I imagine. I forgot what they said they want the total target to be for next year, but I think they said they want to sell like up to 30 something point. I feel like 38 point something million for this coming fiscal year, like about double what they have now. So, I mean, hopefully they can hit like into yeah. the 30s. Hopefully they can reach it. I, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if they did. Get them, let's get them chips going. Yep. The Dead Space remake is set for release on January 27th, 2023, with a full reveal coming on Halloween this year. I'm Uh, looking forward to this. I think it's very funny, though, because, like, you want to know when this was announced? This was announced literally, I think, hours after Bethesda announced the delay of Starfall (laughs) and Starfield. So this got announced. I was just like, Sure, Jan. <laughs> yeah, sure thing. <laughs> like yeah, I have more I faith in this than I do that. But um, yeah. like I just thought it was really funny. So we'll we'll see if that actually happens. Yeah. Uh, five Five Games has announced they will. Hold you done skipped a whole thing, but continue. Oh, uh, it's okay. Just keep reading the one you were doing. Uh, five Five Games has announced they will hold their first ever showcase on Tuesday, May seventeenth, at six a.m. Pacific, nine a.m. Eastern, and two p.m. UK time. I will go back to the one that I missed. Uh, the first story DLC for Dying Light 2 has been delayed from early summer to September, and a new 2022 roadmap was revealed at the same time. I still have to play that game. I want to get around to same. it. Uh, I mean, I, I might. I wasn't the biggest fan of the first one, so we'll see if I get it at some point. Uh, Alan Wake Remastered is coming to Switch. It is also getting a TV show on AMC. Uh, Alan Wake 2 will not be appearing this summer, but we got some concept art for the game earlier this week. I'm 
I, I'm not going to play Alan Wake Remastered on Switch. Maybe I'll play it on con- on PS5. Yeah. But like, I, I, I think it is so fitting for a TV show. Just based off what I know of it, it's just like, oh, that just makes so much sense. It just does. <laughs> and I would happily watch that. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have I honestly know nothing about Alan Wake other than it's like like a vaguely a horror game, I think, maybe. I think the first one is more action horror, but this okay. the next one is looking to be like straight up survival horror. Yeah. Um I mean like it, not to drag this on too long, but like it's it's a game I've wanted to play for ages. I've I've really just never gotten around to it, but I might get the remaster. Nice. Ubisoft is planning to, to release Mario plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, and Skull and Bones this fiscal year or by March 31st, 2023. I yes. see uh, there was something I saw that Skull and Bones has been rated. Yeah, um, so chances are it's coming out like this year. Yeah. I honestly believe all three of these games could come out this year, maybe. Like, yeah. I imagine they would want to try and have Avatar out nearby the movie, mm-hmm. but like I could also see Avatar coming out early next year being fine. Mario and Skull and Bones, I would bet money they are like fall releases for this year. Yeah. I, I'm sure we will hear about them this summer whenever Ubisoft showcases. Yeah. Whenever they, they probably might do like more than one because they did more than one like before. So. Yeah. Uh, our last few brief mentions here. EA teased four games in the current fiscal year that ends in March 2023 including a new remake and a major IP. So the remake is Dead Space. Yep. Uh, the major IP is Star Wars Jedi Survivor, uh, which the title is according to Jeff Grubb. Yep. Uh, the, we, we can just basically say that as a title, most likely. <laughs> like, probably. the reveal hasn't come yet, but, like, Jeff Grubb, 9 out of 10, is going to be right on this. Yeah. So, um, And then there's also going to be a sports title and a partner game as well. Yes, the partner game, uh, based off what I've read online by like Jeff Grubb and other people, it's something in the vein of like you know, like Haze Lights games that they've done, like the okay, yeah. it takes two of the lost and red, I'm like those type of games. It'll be something like that. The okay. sports title, it means a sports title, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we have some uh highlight. Well, uh, Nintendo had an indie world showcase that we have some or we've picked out some of the most notable games that were shown there so uh, these are these are my highlights from the show i just want to say i don't want to say these are like highlights for everyone these are my highlights from it <laughs> yeah i i didn't watch it i did i have not looked at a single thing that was shown from it so that's probably a good clarification tyler uh put these in here I yes credit where credit is due yeah you want me to read them sure yeah the high so the highlights i pointed out were um elect head it's basically it's a puzzle game, 2D puzzle game. You play as like this little robot thingy that has a uh it's made of electricity. It's like okay. you can like shoot whatever you're touching is filled with electricity. So like sometimes you need to have a platform on one side move over to you. So you can like toss your head to the platform and it gets charged with electricity and then it moves to you. And then you go back to your head and you put your head on and keep on going. But you can only be separate from your head for like 10 seconds or so until and then you oh, die. Okay. So like it it's so it's cool. I was looking at it, I was like, this looks neat. This looks nice. I like this. So definitely want to play that. Um, I actually forgot to put like releases on this, um, like release dates or windows on this highlight list because uh, they announced they had them all in the okay. showcase. Um, but yeah, that we are OFK announced for Switch. I've been hyped on that since day one. So that's cool. Soundfall. Um, it's like a look like it's a twin stick type of not a shooter, but like twin stick shooter game. Yeah. But like okay, you yeah. play as your character and then you, um, 
you shoot enemies and stuff like that. You could do it co-op. Um, it is a game where you move and do actions to the beat of music. So okay. I'm just like, ooh, like already I'm all on board for it. And it actually dropped the same day. So it's out now on Xbox and Switch and PS5. Well, and PlayStation. I don't know if it's PS5 or PS4 or both. Um, I think it's on PC too. I'm, I definitely want to play that game for sure. It looks super cool. I like the concept. Um, Cults of the Lamb announced for Switch. We first saw, saw that last year during one of Devolver's things and all. Uh, I think, except now we know that there's actually like city building elements to the game, um, in addition to it being a bit of a roguelike. Okay. So if you're into city building stuff, cool. If not, that might tamper your expectations and your hype for it. Kind of did for me. Yeah. Um, but it still looks like a cool game, nonetheless. Um, another crab's treasure this is the game from the team that made going under which is a roguelike about uh working it's a roguelike about fighting your way up through a company okay uh, I've, I've wanted to play the game for a while i haven't gotten around to it um so this game is from that same team and you it's a souls like except you play as a, a hermit crab i believe he's either a hermit crab or a regular crab uh it seems it just seems goofy as <laughs> as ever, but it seems cool. It seems goofy and fun. And then um, Gunbrella, it's a, that's a you know pixel art two D game. Uh, I believe it has like some noir elements to it. And your weapon is the title weapon, a Gunbrella. It's an umbrella that shoots. That shoots reminds, kind of reminds me of uh, Kingsman. That's what I was about to say. Like, think yeah. of the umbrella from Kingsman, except it actually shoots bullets and stuff. Um, it seems cool. That's coming next year. So those are some of the highlights that I grabbed from the show. Nice. I'll, I'll probably, I'll, I probably will go and check out some of the trailers because some of those sound pretty cool. They all are cool. <laughs> uh, concept art from a potential new Silent Hill game leaked this week on Twitter, um, which was almost immediately taken down by the copyright holder leading yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people to believe that it's actually true so yep <laughs> you can probably find the art um on other sites like i was reading threads on um recent era that had the art in it still i believe i know there's a kotaku article that talks about it that has the art in the article so like if you go on the internet you can find this art somewhere um but yeah just more fuel to the fire uh, and apparently Sony is like involved in this in some way, shape, or form. According to Jeff Grubb, he heard that like they're involved in some way, shape, or form. So yeah, that'll happen. Um I'll yeah. I'll I'll let you take this last one because I have I have not seen this. So this last one, uh Jim Ryan, he sent an email out to PlayStation employees in regards to the Roe v. Wade stuff that we talked a bit about last week, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't remember Roe v. Wade, um U.S. Supreme Court is looking to potentially overturn Roe v. Wade, which will basically have a major effect on women's abortion rights uh, yeah. in the U.S. in a very negative way. Uh, it'll make it much, much harder for women to get abortions, essentially. That's kind of like a really simplified explanation of what the Supreme Court's overturning Roe v. Wade will do. Uh, so we, as we said last week, Bungie spoke out immediately in support of Roe v. Wade. Uh, uh, ArenaNet, they spoke out about it as well. But across the board, really, game industry, game developers have been pretty quiet on the matter. Now, Jason Schreier over at Bloomberg saw an email. Uh, He he obtained an email that Jim Ryan sent out to employees. 
Now, I'm not going to pull the article up myself because I actually don't know if I'll be able to open it up on my laptop right now. It's because you open up Bloomberg, you may or may not be able to read the article, Yeah. Um, depending on if you're subscribed, if you've already read a free article or whatnot. But Paul Tassie from Forbes, uh, he has a snippet. In that snippet, he has a screenshot. And that's the snippet that's actually important here. I'm going to read it. So the snippet from Jason, um, Jason's piece says, in the email seen by Bloomberg, President, PlayStation President Jim Ryan didn't take a stance on abortion, writing that the company and its community are, quote, multifaceted and diverse, holding many different points of view, end quote. He wrote that, quote, we owe it to each other and to PlayStation's millions of users to respect differences of opinion among everyone in our internal and external communities. Respect does not equal agreement, but it is fundamental to who we are as a company and as a valued global brand, end quote. Here's where it gets super crazy. Ryan then went on to write that he, quote, would like to share something lighthearted to help inspire everyone to be mindful of having balance, and that can help ease the stress of uncertain world events, end quote, saying that it was recently his two cats' first birthday and elaborating over the next few paragraphs about his cat's birthday cakes, their noises, and his desire to one day get a dog. And if you go further in the article, um, one employee says that she has never been more upset about a cat's birthday. She's never been more angry about a cat's birthday because of this. So I read that what? and I was just like, sir, what? Oh, yeah, I forgot. Also, um, Jason Schreier in his tweet about this, he says he has a little bit of extra added stuff here saying, Jim Ryan's email seen by Bloomberg News does not take a stance on Roe v. Wade or abortion, abortion rights, but does declare, quote, that dogs really are man's best friend. They know their place and perform useful functions like biting burglars and chasing balls that you throw for them, end quote. To what? which I say, what? Like, as I said on Twitter, this sounds like when you start a conversation with an older relative about one topic and they take it in a completely yeah. different and unexpected direction. So all you could do is nod along with them in discomfort. Or as Paul Tassi said, a rare look at what might happen if Michael Scott from the office ran a major video game brand. Because what even is this? What even, there is no defending this. There's no spin on this. Like, why are we talking about cats and dogs? Yeah. And, like, what? It just, it's befuddling, to say the very least. It's absolutely befuddling. Yeah, like, I I genuinely don't know what he must have been thinking when he wrote this email. Neither do I. And this also happened the same day as the Starfield thing. Like, Thursday <laughs> was just a crazy day for all yeah. types of game news. It was just like one thing after another, after another, after another. I, so I'm looking at some of the replies to this. Um, this tweet in Paul Tassi has a like a picture of the office with a quote from Michael Scott. Oh, yeah. uh, I know well, everyone is stressed right now, especially you ladies, but have you thought about getting a dog? They're great. Yeah, there's not a quote from Michael. He just kind of put oh, that over he? there. Oh, okay. No, yeah. Like, that's the thing. It sounds like something he would say. It's just, <laughs> it, it does. It like I I'm I'm just like, I read it, I'm just like, what are you doing, Jim Ryan? This just that's just so and I get your heart might have been in the right place with saying, yeah. you know, you want to try and share something lighthearted. Mm -hmm. I understand that. And I understand like when he's saying, oh, we're like, 
uh, respect doesn't equal agreement. Like you don't have to agree, but like, you know, like respect that people can have different opinions. That's my interpretation of what I'm saying. Respect uh, yeah, other people's opinions. I, I agree. I, I understand that. But at the same time, with this topic, like I said last week, the government should have no say over what a woman could do with her body. Yep. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion of it. But there is a wrong opinion. And that wrong opinion is that like a woman should not be able to choose whether or not she has an abortion. That's the wrong opinion. Yeah. And trying to be light, trying to lighten the mood on this and kind of dance around it like this does no one any favors. No. At all. Like, honestly, you're better off not saying anything than what you did. <laughs> no, exactly. Then you, don't, then you don't step on your own toes and bite your own tongue. Yeah, exactly. Like, I have... I'm not going to say what I was going to say just because I can't form sentences apparently right now, but I agree. Like in, in this specific case, I think you shouldn't have just said anything instead of trying to say something and honestly having it come off in a way that does not add anything whatsoever to the conversation that is informative or positive. It just makes you look bad. Makes you look yeah, terrible. Exactly. Like, if you're going to say, like, if you're going to say something like, you know, we'll, we'd be, we would be like, I guess, content i guess you could say with a basic generic statement of support yeah exactly you know but this is just like okay that this was just stupid it's like yeah. the meme which just almost like oh, i take the headphones off it's like ah come on really really <laughs> yeah yeah so that happened this week very disappointing very just like come on now come on now yep. you had one job and it was to not do that and you did that yeah thing. um I do have one final brief mention to throw in just because I've just seen this on Twitter. Happy birthday, Pokemon. Happy birthday to her. Yeah. Happy birthday, Pokemon. Uh, okay. That's, I think, all of our news for this week. So, um, yeah. Uh, I have a really simple question. Tyler, what have you been playing this week? Yeah. Because <laughs> as Kieran said, he hasn't really been playing anything this nope. week. Um, so, I've been... I don't know if I said this before on the show, but I definitely thought it. I've wanted to say it because I know it's funny. I've been kind of sleeping around with a bunch of games this week. <laughs> I've been okay. having I've been having fun with yeah. a lot of different games this week. Six games, in fact, I'm sleeping around with six games. <laughs> Scarlet Nexus finished with that one first. Like I it finished it finished Kasane's story done yeah. dusted deleted cool fantastic all done. Then my next partner was Injustice Two. It's on Game Pass been wanting to play it for a while didn't want to buy it because i only care about the story and i knew the yeah. story would be super short like five hours and i finished i did the story um and there's like two different endings you can choose there's a batman ending and there's a superman ending i chose the batman ending um cool story cool fun um brainiac kind of went out like a wimp in my opinion <laughs> but um yep. it was fun and like after you beat the story, they're like, oh, if you actually go back and do all the fights in the story, you can unlock a secret final chapter. And it's actually easy to do. Like if you want, throughout the game, there are certain points where you can choose. Do you want to play as this character or this character during this fight? Right. Yeah. Um, so after you beat the game, you can go back to different chapters and go to that fight and choose who you want to play as. Okay. If you want to, that way you don't have to do the whole thing from the start again. You just do those fights. And then um you would unlock the final chapter 
I did not do that because I didn't care enough to. <laughs> I'm like, I beat, I did the story once. I could easily do this in probably a night and be done with it. Yeah. I don't want to though. I'm good. I got my injustice to fix. Um, is what it is. If we get an injustice three, fantastic. If not, fine. Hopefully, we do get injustice three though. I'd, I'd like an injustice three. Uh, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my time with the justice too. It's been a while since I liked the first one a whole lot. My mains in the first one were Aquaman, the um, Nightwing, and the Flash. So this one I had to remember. Oh yeah, Injustice. The fighting in this game is more like combo, move memorization based, and everything mm-hmm, like yeah. that. So I had to get myself back into that mindset. Uh, but uh, it was cool. It was pretty fun from start to finish. Nice. So I finished. I finished with Injustice two um monday night i think or tuesday night i forgot what night it was but basically i was like all right justice two we've had our fun let me clean myself up and move on to my next partner that being <laughs> my friend pedro um little indie game it's been out for a while yeah um and it's basically you might have people might have seen this one it's basically kind of like john wick the game yeah that's the game i'm thinking of like you're dual wielding guns and doing flips and all you have mm-hmm. like the banana yeah. friend who talks to you and everything you do go in slow motion it's cool another like five hour game right there uh it's not too difficult um it's pretty i mean there are difficulties you could choose but even yeah. on normal difficulty not that difficult fairly easy it was like just a cool time for me to turn my brain off just turn the brain off and just jump flip and shoot yeah. people uh in slow motion and just have a absolute blast with it just it was cool. Nice. Fun time. There is some replay value to it if you want to like max out your score and stuff and try to do things yeah. that'll take your damage, try and um, you know, be as cool as possible. But I was like, I don't care. I just want to close the game. It was a fun time. Fun time right there. So that's just her. That that's my third partner right there. I said, all right, we're on to number four. Let's try out, let's do some loot river. Let's see how this goes. I played okay. it for 15 minutes and I said, not for me. Cool, cool thing. <laughs> um <laughs> Because Loot River, I thought it was just um, a Souls-like type of game, right? But it's a Souls-like and a roguelike, kind of, sort of. So, like, I was like, all right, cool. I got to, I finished the first section. I guess you could say the first level, the the Drowned Village or the Submerged Village or something like that. And then I'm like, all right, cool. Next level is the first city. I get there, died, and I was like, all right, cool, go back to the first city. No, you won't. Start from the beginning. I was like, oh, you're a roguelike that also is kind of like a Souls-like. I'm good. I'm not going to play you. I was like, I'm I'm out. And like that that could have been me just being like, just tapping out too quickly and not giving it another, like more of a try or anything like that. But once I realized that and I kind of saw like the game, I guess you could say it's fairly, it is challenging for sure. Like enemies can do some, pretty good damage to you and all but once i realized what type of elements it was like with the difficulty and stuff i was like oh no i'm not gonna have the time with the patience for this i'm not gonna care enough i'm out i'm out i thought like i think going into the game i thought it was just gonna be like an action adventure game that you had like the the puzzle tetris type elements to it with, but like moving the stuff around that's what i thought it was gonna be but then come to find out oh no it's not like that it's more of a souls like type of game with some with that's also a roguelike yeah no i'm definitely out but i could see other people might like it other people might like it just wasn't for me so that was a speed date a little speed <laughs> date right there i said "Ooh, actually i was like hey loot river you look nice from distance got up front actually you know what 
not my type. I'm going to go try out someone else instead. <laughs> I'm going to go ha- try to have some fun with someone else. Who was that someone else? Trek to Yomi. Had some fun with that as well. Um, nearly beat it. That game was also fairly short. Um, I am on chapter four of the game. I don't know how many there are in it, but I would guess there's like six, maybe seven. Just okay. when you go to the pause menu, you can see what chapter you're on. It is kind of placed in like a straight, like vertical yeah. column. And chapter three is like halfway down that column. So chapter four, oh, okay. I'm yeah. like, all right, I guess there's like six, maybe seven in the game. Um, but Trek to Yomi, uh, the story premise for this, it's that, you know, you are a samurai and you without getting too spoilery because i mean it's tough for me to say like what is a spoiler what's not because of what the premise of the game is but um basically you're a samurai and you end up dying and you're trying to get back to the land of the living to defeat the person who killed you because he attacked your he attacked your home and killed a bunch of people that were there and you want to get back to the land of the living uh that's as much as I'll say without getting too spoilery, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and even that's a bit spoilery because that doesn't happen until like literally chapter three. Like if you finish chapter three, then that's when that happens. When you end up okay. in this underworld going to Yomi, which I believe is kind of like your way out the underworld, I think. Um, so the story, I like it. It's really, it's, I don't want to say it's like super great. It's good. It's a good yeah. story. I'm really enjoying the presentation. Uh, it's all, it's like, you know, black and white with the film grain on it um, in the style of the older samurai type films and all like that. Those older classic black yeah. and white samurai films. Really love this presentation. Really love the aesthetic. And it's all Japanese voice acting. There is no English voices, all Japanese voice acting, English subtitles, which really get you more immersed and invested in the story in the world. And I'm loving it. I'm, I'm super down with it. So, you know, like, I have no problem reading subs um, with Japanese audio as an anime fan. I got no problem with it. I'm cool. I'm like, all right, yeah. we're, we're doing this. Awesome. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, the, the gameplay is where the game falters, though. Because, okay. so, and, you know, it's a 2.5D game. Just going yeah. to, you know, side-scrolling and stuff. There is some, like, light exploration you can do, like, when you're going you know, do do levels and everything. Like there might be like a here's a little room over here. Here's an empty building in here. You can yeah. like step into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's a collectible you can get from it. What does a collectible do for you? Nothing. It's just a collectible, just to have it. Mm-hmm. Um, there might be like uh, a an arrow you could pick up for your bow and arrow, or like a kunai you could pick up to like to use for your kunai in combat yeah. and all like that. Um, there might be an enemy in the room that you have to kill first before you can get the collectible. But like. Very light exploration, yeah. which I'm good. Not a bad thing. I'm just saying there's something else that's there. But where things kind of really falter more so is with the combat itself. Now, it's like when you think of samurai combat in a game, your first thought is going to be Ghost of Tsushima, yep. I imagine, and how good it felt mm-hmm. fighting a Ghost of Tsushima. It felt really precise and clean and yep. um surgical and everything mm-hmm. like yeah. with with how your with how your attacks felt and also pulling them off like you knew like all right you could get the timing right like you knew timing and all like that and mm-hmm. the hits felt good to do they looked like they had impact behind them and everything like that animations everything was great 
that's what you kind of think of when you think of samurai combat in a game now. Um, maybe Onimusha, if you played those games back then, I never played them, but that might stick more so in a person's head. Yeah. Um, but modern day, Ghost of Tsushima is your comparison yeah, point. It's your 100%. reference point. Of course, it might be a bit unfair to compare this to that. Yeah. But that was just my comparison point. And it misses the mark a bit. Now, when it comes to the your attacks being brutal and like damaging for sure like enemies will can go down and like only a couple swings of your sword yeah you have your light attack with x uh, i was playing on xbox by the way light attack with x heavy attack with y right so like your attacks they when you, they kill a person they're like Ugh, uh, like they yeah. sound like they like they're hurting and everything like that and you can do combos with your moves like XXY or YX, whatever the heck the combos are, yeah. right? Um, so like one, like if you do up X and then X and Y again, it'll be like a an upper slash and then another slash and then like a heavy slash. So like the moves, they do look cool when you do them. But the thing is, you don't really feel the impact. That's part, one of the, that's part of the issue there. One part is that you don't really feel the impact of your hits. Part of that is due to it's kind of part of that's kind of due to animations. The animations, while they look cool, they are a bit stiff. They don't necessarily have okay. like, they don't seem all that natural and flowy like they did in Ghost of Tsushima. Again, might be a bit of an unfair comparison. One's an indie game, one's a triple A game backed by Sony. <laughs> but yeah. the comparison is going to be there. So it doesn't feel, it doesn't look or feel as good as you might want it to. You get what I mean? Yeah. And then also going into that is parrying. Parrying is a big part of this game's combat system, right? Because when you're attacking, you have your health. And then under your health, you have a stamina. So when you're in combat, you can only attack so much. Once your stamina's out, you're in a tired state. And you can only do um, blocks or like single swings. But they, they're they really slow, right? Yeah. Well, blocks or parries or single swings that are slow. Um so parrying is kind of like your thing to do. And the time to parry is like when an enemy goes to attack, there's like a slight glint on their sword, right? Mm-hmm. But so you can think, all right, this is the time. But the timing is never, I would say it's like consistent, like 75% of the time. Then the other t- like 25% okay. of the time, it's like, oh, I thought I had to do it then, but I did it. It was a bit too early or a bit too late. And it was hard to judge because of like the animation. The animation that you do and also yeah. the animation that the enemies do, like it's just it's not always consistent with the parry times, which could be annoying because you'll think, oh, it's time for you to parry, but no, you did it too early or it happened a bit too late. So you end up getting killed or whatnot. And it's just like, darn, I thought I had it there. Or you might not get killed, but you end up taking like a good amount of damage, like more than you wanted to. And you're just like, man, I missed that. Like I could have yeah. gone out of this fight much better. So that's part of it. And then um, combat itself, it is pretty basic. Like I said, you get your bow and arrow, you get your kunais, you get some other weapons, like a a gun of sorts. I have not inserted instance where I ever needed them. And like I said, you also have like your different combo moves you could do. I have not inserted instance where I needed to do like a bunch of different combo moves. I typically just go into a fight and just like most enemies can die with just like a parry and a slash, a parry and a slash, a parry and a slash. Really, that you could do that and get through like a bunch of the game so far. Some enemies might need more than that, but like two heavy hits, 
kill an enemy. Like it's very simplistic and very basic. Mm-hmm. And there are comps there that you can do for extra depth, but like you don't need to from what I've done so far. Like combos have really doing these different combos really hasn't like been necessary or beneficial for me in any way, shape, or form. So it's just like, all right, I'll just attack the enemy and then do what I gotta do. And when you are facing enemies, like sometimes enemies will come like at you from different sides. If you kill an enemy that's facing you one way, you have to manually press A to turn around and look at the other enemy. Not necessarily, like, it's, that can be, okay. That might be a big thing for some, that might not be a big thing for others. It really depends on the situation for me, though. Like, I would like for the game to automatically just turn me around when there's only an enemy behind me. If If there's enemies in front and behind me, then yeah, it makes sense. Let me just turn and press A to look at the what to turn to the one I want to fight. But if there's only one person there, you know, like let me just look at that one. Like maybe turn me automatically. Yeah. You know, it's it is a bit annoying. But I mean, at the same time, it's not that big a deal. It really depends on just, like the situation I'm in sometimes. Um, also, it's very rare for enemies to attack you multiple at the same time. So when I say that, I mean like there could be, say for example, four enemies on screen, right? Mm-hmm. And Two on one side, two on the other. Most of the time, only one of them will hit you. Only okay. one of them will go for you. Yeah. Right. So it's like when you look at the screen, like there'll be two on each side, but like one only one of them is actually on the same plane as you, and the others are like yeah. one might be like in the background a bit. So you kill the one guy, and then someone from the background comes to the foreground, and then you fight him, and then you fight the other guy, and then you fight the other guy, and like. It works in the sense of like what this game is doing and like the 2.5D space and all. It makes sense. But it also just plays into combat feeling really simple, basic, easy, you know? Not that, again, that's not to say that you that you don't end up in like some tough fight sometimes where like, again, you can die pretty easily and pretty quickly. Even as you get like your health upgrades and your stamina upgrades yeah. and stuff like that. Like, if you don't get your parries and blocks right, you can die pretty easily at all. But it's combat. It doesn't the combat is still relatively simple, relatively basic. It's not that complex. It's not yeah. that difficult at all. Um, there are different difficulties. I'm playing on the game's normal difficulty. Um, so there is that if that matters, you know, in terms of like the perception of how tough the game is. But um so far it's been fine. And I was actually going back and forth on whether or not I want to review the game. Um, I'm not going to because I mean, given how much I've talked about it here, yeah. like this is, I'm I'm at the point where I'm like, yeah, this is the game, and it's like I yeah, probably I would you. give it like a, I'd probably give it like a seven, like okay. it's good, not not great or anything like that. Um, for me, what's carrying so hard is the story and the presentation. Like I'm really enjoying the story, and the presentation is carrying it a whole lot. But everything under that, it's just good you know it's okay. good not yeah great so yeah that's where i am on it do you think you might play it yeah no i'm um, that that and loot river i am um, i have installed on my xbox and i just haven't gotten around to playing them nice yeah trek to yomi again like i said it's a i can tell it's a short game like if i played it last night i could have finished it and i played for maybe two two and a half hours on thursday so i easily could have finished it last night if i played as zero playing yeah. last night so right. Yeah, it's it's a good you can finish it in one sitting if you play for like a good five-ish hours or so. If you break it up, it could be a weekend game. Um, Loot River would take longer. 
of course. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. I think most people get some enjoyment out of it. So yeah, that was Shaq to Yomi, uh, my fifth partner for the week. And my last <laughs> partner that I had a bit of fun with this week, who I was like, I, I kind of saw him from a distance. I was like, I, I remember you. I remember you because I was like, you know, after I finished it for you, I was like, what's something else I could play? You know, it's like not too crazy to turn my brain off with, you know, something else I could just enjoy. Just have a good time with this one. Right. Yeah. I was like, wait, I, I, I feel like I know you. I've seen you somewhere before. Right. And then I went up and I, I was like, wait, yeah, I, I know you. I know I've seen you before. Uh, Taiko no Tatsujin, the drum master. This is a rhythm game. Um, and I think I first saw this one in an indie showcase. It might have been like an indie, Nintendo Indie World or something, or a Nintendo okay. Direct. Um, I saw it somewhere recently in some presentation. And what I remember sticking out to me, and it was like, wait, were they just playing freaking uh, Mega Megalovania from Undertale? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, huh, interesting. Uh, so yeah, it's a rhythm game. You know, you're doing drums and stuff like that, yeah. right? So I saw it in Game Pass Library. I was like, oh, yeah, this game. I went, I was like, you know, let me see what um, songs in the library. Well, you know what made me download it? What? They had the theme song for Attack on Titan. I was like, add to Game Pass, download. <laughs> download. <laughs> so then I went into the library. And I'm looking at the anime songs. They had the theme song for Dragon Ball Z. They had one of the intros for Naruto. The um, we are fighting heroes. Da, 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 da. They had that OP for Naruto. They had the the first OP for Fire Force. They had uh, the first OP for Attack on Titan. They had so they had what was it? I think they had a, one of the songs from Evangelion. I believe is in there. If not Evangelion, it's um Re Zero. They have that in there. They had some game songs in there. They had like some music from Scarlet Nexus, music from Tales of Arise, music from Pac-Man. I was like, yo, I'm loving this library. Then they had like, you know, some pop songs, some classical songs and stuff. Yeah. I'm like, like they had the entertainer. I'm just like, yo, I'm just, so I just went and I just went and started playing. I played some of the anime. I played songs from each genre. I was like, this is, a, this is a good time right here. And of course, I started with Attack on Titan song. I was just like, yeah. and we are doing this one first. And then we'll do the Fire Force song. And then we'll do Naruto. I didn't do Dragon Ball Z's. Uh, I just didn't really care about it. But I do want to do it at some point. But I was like, this is fun. And so like, the game is just so just like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like when you're playing, it's kind of like Guitar Hero. where like, you know, you want to, you need to have reached a certain point in terms of like uh performance in order to have the level be uh the song be a success right yeah and so once you reach that clear point then like characters get added to the screen the backdrop changes a bit and they're like yeah yeah just like cheering along with you and stuff and then once you hit like the max performance even more characters get added and all like yeah 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 and i'm just like let's do this let's go let's go and then like uh all the audio not the music well the music, yeah, is in Japanese because I mean it's Japanese songs. Um, but like like the menu dialogue, not the words, but like the menu voices that you hear, it's all in Japanese. <laughs> so like you finish the song and then like the whatever the narrator comes in, it's like, 
really high pitched Japanese celebratory voice. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, yeah, I did the thing. Let's keep on going to the next one. And I was just, I played it for like an hour or so um, Thursday night because I played a Moza track for Yomi. And then I was like, um, all right, I want to stop here for the night because I'm not going to finish it. Let me play something else. And I was looking through Game Pass, just like looking for something to add to my library. Mm-hmm. And I saw this and I was just like, it's only a gig. Let me download it. It's only it was maybe a bit more than a gig, but not that big. I was like, all right, cool. Download it. Played it. And I just played it for an hour. I was like, this is too much fun. This is too much fun for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So as long as it's in Game Pass, I'm gonna have it in my library <laughs> as a game. Just I was for me to just play every now and then when I just want to turn my brain yeah. off, just bop along to some anime songs or some other game songs. It was just a fun time. And, uh, and that is why I love the Xbox app because I just uh, set it to install my console. I saw you did. Like, it's it's just fun. It's it's fun. It could be, like, some of the songs can be difficult. Sure, they have different yeah. difficulties and stuff, but I was just like, I did normal and I did um, I did hard for, I think, two songs. So I did hard on the Attack on Titan song and I knew I was, it was going to be a hot mess for me. I knew it was mm-hmm. and I failed. Um, and I think I might've done hard on the Fire Force song. I don't remember. Um, but I did like all the ones that everything I did do, I did do on normal first. Fair. It's a fun game. And that was my last partner that I slept around with this week. <laughs> that was the last one. It was just like, yeah, you a good time. You're good. We're we going to have, we're going to have fun again some other time. I got your number. I'll be in contact. I'll be in touch. <laughs> I'll have my people call your people. Yeah. My next partner I'm trying to decide what my next partner is going to be after check for you because I'm going to finish that tonight. And then after that, it's either going to be gears of war one an ultimate edition. Yeah. Either that or one of two other games. I'm not going to say what they are because one of them, I might want to surprise you with next week. All right. It's not that actually. <laughs> God damn it. It is not that actually. You thank you for reminding me. It's funny because it is in my um add to Game Pass later library, and I also have it on the PS5 for PlayStation Plus. Um, the Void Heart edition. So no, it's still not gonna be that. (laughs) It's still not gonna be that. I forgot about that though. Uh (laughs) actually, what the heck? Destiny 2 is one of the ones I'm considering. Okay. Maybe that. We'll see. Interesting. Well, we will find out on next week's episode of the Play to Win podcast. Because that's gonna maybe maybe we will maybe we will we we are kind of deciding right now what our plans for the next episode are going to be yeah it's either next episode is going to be our summer game showcase predictions like all summer yeah. game showcases not just summer game fest and Xbox like either next week is going to be that or the following week it just depends on yeah. scheduling and what next week looks like so yep. if we don't. If I don't talk about Destiny 2 next week or what I've been playing next week, you'll find out in two weeks what I've been playing. Yeah. But that will conclude episode 57 of the Play to Win podcast. Thank you all very much for listening. Just as a reminder, you can check us out over on our website, playtowingames.wordpress.com, where you will find all of the content that we have posted to this channel, as well as our review guide and everything about us. Right. All our other reviews that we've um, you know, that we've done, the, the written yep. versions of them are there. Uh, so yeah. Go check all that stuff out. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at play to win game where you will get updates on the show and any random stuff that we post. And it's just a good time over there. You should go and follow us. 
Yes. Uh, subscribe to us here on YouTube and on podcast services. It always helps us out a very big deal and we very much appreciate it. And if you tip the notification bell on YouTube, you will find out when new podcast episodes go live as soon as they do. And uh, be sure to comment, share, review on all platforms that you can do that kind of stuff. Again, it helps us out with algorithms and gives us some feedback on the podcast and we appreciate that. Yes. All feedback is good feedback. Yep. Well, uh, let me rephrase that. Constructive feedback is good yeah. feedback. <laughs> yes. Const- That's what I mean to say. Constructive feedback. Tyler, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at TylerMiller2496. Uh, between about Kendrick Lamar's new album recently, uh, I need to give some more listens. I-, I like it enough. I need to give some more listens to have a more fleshed out opinion on it. I'm enjoying it so far, though. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, you know, I tweet about games and stuff. I tweet about a lot of things. I just tweet about what I'm interested in, really. Yeah. And I think that's all you should ever ask for for someone on Twitter. Let's talk about what they're interested in. And if you're interested in that stuff, enjoy, enjoy conversations with them about it. So talk to me on Twitter if you like talking about games and movies and anime and different music artists and stuff. And you can find me on Twitter at BadlyNet, B-A-D-L-Y-N-E-T, all one word. I talk about stuff over there. I don't use it super often. (laughs) Thank you all very much for watching. And we will see you next week for potentially a very nice episode of predictions. Have a good one. See you later, Al.